It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. I've never drank coconut water just like as a beverage. Do you like coconut water? Uh, I, I, you know, it, it's not the best tasting thing I've ever had, but it's making me feel better. I've had a little tickle in the back of my throat and it's actually What do you mean throwing... you've never had it as a beverage? What does that mean? Isn't it only like served usually, as a beverage? Well, it's usually mixed with something else or it's in gotcha. a smoothie or it's, you know, I've never just drank it straight Coke. Have you had it straight from like a coconut? A coconut? Yeah. No, but- That shit's uh, good. I, when I was in New York- um, that that seemed very common. I went to like two or three different restaurants that like had coconuts there, and they're like, "Oh yeah, uh-huh. we'll, we'll punch a hole right in this coconut." And I'm like, "Is this the New York thing?" Like, <laughs> no, I think it's an anywhere thing. Really, I think really you just an happened... anywhere thing. I yeah. thought it's more like a Hawaiian thing. A Hawaiian thing? No, there are some Thai restaurants that do that. Okay, uh, an island thing. Yeah, maybe an island thing. Because I pretty... guess New York is an island. A lot of <laughs> I, I guess, guess Manhattan's so. an island. <laughs> yeah, Manhattan is an island. Um, I don't know, dude. You should try it because you could uh, get a spoon and you could like shave off the sides of the insides of the coconut. Coconut has grown, yeah. F- coconut texture, flavor, and uh, everything about it has grown on me in the last couple of years as I'm becoming an adult. My oh, flavors are getting more I refined. See. Oh, mm-hmm. a coconut is an adult yeah, a, uh, children delicacy. Children don't enjoy mounds. <laughs> uh, yes, I like almond joys, in my opinion. Wow, that was loud. Yeah, that like. Let me turn that down. Yeah, nobody else will hear that. They're just going to think we heard like an airplane fly by or something, guys. Oh, that was just in our earphones. Okay. Um, um, well, hey, hello, Christian. Hello, Alejandro. Welcome. 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 To another episode of our podcast. Which is known as ICBTB Podcast. Also known as It Can't Be That Bad. The place where, say it, Christian. Even the most critically condemned movies can still be good. And boy, do we have a critically condemned movie. I I almost didn't even have to watch this movie for this episode. I chose to because it's on Netflix. Uh-huh. Um, but I didn't really have to. I know this movie front ways, back ways, left ways, right ways. I know everything that was good about it and bad about it. And wow. I've learned so much about this movie by learning about a different movie. Really? Yeah. Can you dive deeper into that? I will when we get there. Sounds good. Should Excellent. we just uh, tell our listeners what we watched? We watched Wild Wild, Wild, Wild West. West. That's not the, right. Not the TV show. Nope. The movie. Yes. Starring Will, will Smith. Smith. And uh, Kelvin, Kelvin Klein. Kevin Klein. Kevin, Kel- Kelvin Klein. Kelvin Klein, the underwear. The Designer. <laughs> um, uh, Kelvin Klein, the, the guy from Back to the Future. <laughs> oh, that guy? Do you remember he's when, in this? Remember when he went back in time and they're like, uh, oh, is your name Calvin? Because he's wearing Calvin Klein underwear. And mm-hmm. he's like, uh, uh, yeah, sure. My name's... Whatever, dude. <laughs> yeah. I like how you gave up on that. Yeah, because <laughs> your eyes were glazing over. They were glazing over, yeah. Uh, guys, we're doing me. something crazy today. None of you will notice, and this is just for us, but we actually have two laptops going today. It's crazy. Why have we waited so long to this is a very efficient way to do it. I'm always looking at my phone and shit yeah. like that. Why don't I just use my... Sometimes you have your iPad out, and I'm like, why do you have your iPad out, dude? You have a new laptop. I do. Thanks, Mom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shall we jump into the itty-bitty, nitty-gritty committee? I give you permission to do so. Go ahead. Thank you, Saya. Yes. This movie is called Wild Wild West. It is rated PG-13 and was released in the great year of 1999. Uh, it has a runtime of... One hour, 47 minutes, or 107 minutes, if your name is Melissa. That goes to all of you Melissas out there. Uh, Melissa McCarthy, Melissa Joan Hart. Mm-hmm. Um, Melissa Escobar. Uh, Melissa Lopez. Uh, and Melissa St. John. And anybody who maybe has your name Melissa Melissa. Mm-hmm. 
Um, this movie is rated 4.9 out of 10. We are fantastic IMDb. comedians. We have been doing improv for a collective 37 years. If you want to hire us for your company parties, uh, we're a two-man team, and we could do anything from nothing. Literally, we'll do anything for money. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a 4.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Nice. Uh, raging high score of 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Woohoo, my mind is blown. That is not just rotten. That's dirty rotten. That's disgusting Dirty rotten, rotten scoundrels. Uh, ooh. Ooh. I think that's highly rated, though. Yeah, we can't Maybe do not that. the remake. Mm. We'll look into it. We'll write it down. Um, 38% on Metacritic. And my friend Christian Baltazar. Yes, my friend Alejandro. What did the Google say? 91%. Can you see the screen? No. But I'm going to be real with you right now, dude. When I was looking through the cast list, I accidentally looked at the budget how much it made, and the Google users. So I pretty much fucked up this whole segment of our show. It's so no th- longer a guess. But did you throw out a, a wrong answer then on purpose? Because you, you said a wrong answer. Oh, did I? Yeah. <laughs> I swore it was 91%. It's 81% by what I'm looking at. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm a fuck. No. Sometimes I'm a people, fuck, no, dude. Christian, hey, hey. I fucked no, up. No, no, stop, 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 stop. Relax. Hey, people make mistakes. I don't deserve to be here. No, you do. Hey, we all, we all deserve a second chance. I'm gonna give you your third, but we just won't. I'm we, special, yeah. In that way, hey, I'm, okay. I want you to. I want you to pull through. Okay, thank you. Eighty-one percent. You want to try this again? Uh, yeah, eighty-one percent. Correct. Oh, hey, well done. Dude. Thank Good you. Job. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, cut that for the promo. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, when President Ulysses S. Grant learns that the diabolical inventor Dr. Aurelius Lovelace is planning to assassinate him, he orders Civil War hero James West and U.S. Marshal Artemis Gordon to arrest him. West's trigger-happy personality doesn't always mesh well with that of the thoughtful Gordon, but they manage to work together, and with the help of a mysterious stranger, West and Gordon close in on Loveless. That is the longest synapsis in the world. That was so an essay. so much like gibberish consonants right next to each other. That was hard. I, I, I will we'll cut most of it out, but I took about seven or eight tries to do it. Yes. And I don't blame you, because that was a lot it for was... a mouth to say. But you know what? My mouth did it. Yeah. That's dude. right. My mouth can do it. Ladies, Alejandro <laughs> has a mouth that can do it. <laughs> Read synapses. This had a budget of $170 million. Uh-huh. I will say, you know what the what it made. So I'm yes. just going to say it because that's not the cool part about this. Yeah. Go it, ahead. It, it recouped $222 million. Yep. A couple of things here that I want to say. Okay. When this movie was made, it was the most expensive movie ever made to date. Really? Adjusted for inflation, it is still the 25th most expensive film ever made. Jesus Christ. And this was over 20, this was 21 years ago at this point. Yeah. 1999. Uh, Also, this movie, they think, made a lot of money by people buying tickets for this movie Uh and sneaking into the South Park movie because this was rated PG-13 and South Park was rated R. Uh, there's, they think a lot Wait, of people really? bought, yeah, they, they, there is a factor, a portion of the revenue that this movie made that they can accredit to South Park because kids bought those tickets. That's such a crazy Back association. I would have done the same though. Hey, you know, I, the first R-rated movie I saw in theaters was The Hangover. Uh-huh. And, uh, really? That yeah. was the first one? Well, like with, on my own, you know, gotcha. or, like with my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe actually maybe the first one I ever saw in theaters, period. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's and the so, fun fact of the day. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure... Hangover was not mine. No, definitely not. The f- okay, you were you told me that Will Smith turned down the role of Neo in the Matrix so that he could do, do Wild movie. Wild West. Well, think about it. The 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 creation of this movie makes sense. Yes. If you come to Will Smith and say we're about to spend all of our money uh-huh. 
on this movie. Yes. This movie had so much behind it that it was supposed to be a great... It had toys. It had a Burger King toys. Absolutely. It had costumes. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie as a kid. There was not one bit of this movie that I didn't like. Yeah, I think... Definitely as a kid, you're going to see this film. You're going to be like, oh, not only is it cowboys, but it's cowboys with steampunk, a, steampunk cowboys with like spy uh, wear. A, a hot song. Yeah. He's he's James, he's James Bond in the Wild Wild West. Pretty much. He's, and that's how this uh, entire franchise was made, because at the time in the 1950s, mm-hmm. when uh, James Bond was a thing, they're thinking about, OK, let's put James Bond on horseback. They're like, no, 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 no. That's let's great. uh let's make it something completely different. We do want someone working for the government with uh high technology uh tools. Bring in Chichin Chong. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be funny as fuck, dude. I would watch a Chichin Chong Wild Wild West. Dude, bring Chichin Chong back. They're still doing stuff. Are they? Yeah, dude. Do they work in like Vegas doing like stand-up sets or they something? They do stand-up sets. Actually, they just toured. Um they they do quite a bit actually. They still they still Interesting. Do. Uh I'm not even going to say that fact because I don't think it's true. Um, this movie was bonkers. Um, yes. Everybody who has seen this movie remembers how great it is. But let me talk about one part that's not great. When they equate when they e- equate race to disability, there is a... Oh, by, yeah. So there's a portion of this movie where they're like, at the same time being the most racist, also being not racist at all. Because mm-hmm. on one hand, they're saying like the worst stuff, but they're also... Potentially saying these things because they don't see color. So they're just using phrases of the time. Yes. For example, there is a literal back and forth where Will Smith is speaking to Dr. Loveless, who is a uh, paraplegic. He has no legs. Yeah. From uh, the waist down, there's nothing. He has. Uh, he mentions multiple times that he doesn't have a penis, mm-hmm. that he lost 35 feet of an intestine. Yes. Uh, and blo- both of his legs. He, exactly. He makes a point that we all know this. Mm-hmm. Yet he has like a sex dungeon. He do- Which is weird. Which means he's just pleasuring those women. Yeah, he's a giver for sure. Or he built so, something mechanical from oh, the waist oh, he down. He definitely built something mechanical. Yeah. Oh, he definitely did. Because he does say in the movie, you don't think that I have the mental capability to build an invention for me that could please a woman made oh. of steel? My laptop is updating right now. Wow, so bad I'm timing so for your laptop. That I brought it for this episode. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, anyways, they're going back and forth, and he's saying stuff like, uh, oh, you know, when, when someone comes back from the dead, I find it as a time to rise up, stand up, and be counted for. Uh-huh. And Loveless responds to something along the lines of like, I haven't seen you in a coon's age. Dude. It is brutal, some of it the stuff so that they're brutal. saying. It is so brutal. It's weird with this movie because I'm appreciative that they kept it like um It's like accurate. the most lighthearted racism I've ever seen. Yes, they get very close to saying the N-word. And multiple times. Multiple times. And this was like kind of geared... For, for kids, kids dude. Thirteen. Yeah, and it wasn't even subtle at all. And so, and so, you think the, one of the biggest parts is like he is a freed slave, James West. James West. Yes, he is a freed slave, and like he mentions that a couple of times, and and uh, he also like walks around very freely. Like I don't mm-hmm. think he could have walked around that freely He's in the eighteen hundreds. First of all, the movie opens up very James Bond esque style. Mm-hmm. He is bathing with a oh, chick. and you see his you see his balls. Yeah, from like behind. It's yeah. a, such a weird angle. And let me say once again. This Big is balls. for kids? Yeah. Great. And you almost get to see this boobs. boobs. This girl, she's gorgeous by the way, whoever she's she's bathing with, and she has huge boobs. Like <laughs> I don't even know how they're in such close proximity. It's, it's cuz they're underwater. It's cuz they're in water. They just look bigger. It's Oh, it's magnified through the water. Um, yeah, and then uh, he falls out of the water tower and like defeats these men while getting dressed and then's like, "All right, back to the mission." Very James yes. Bondian. 
runs into Artemis Gordon, who is dressed like a woman. Yes. Apparently, he has costumes and gadgets all all the time. That's kind of his thing. Yes. Later on, they have a scene where they're comparing breasts. It's that was hilarious. Kevin Klein's and Will Smith's back and forth in this film. My favorite. I think Kevin Klein could have done a really good job in Men in Black. Uh Uh-huh. Fun fact, this film was supposed to be with George Clooney. Interesting. And when George Clooney dropped out of the Christmas movie Jack Frost, he did it to do Wild Wild West. Okay. But he felt like the script wasn't enough for him. Instead of having the writers rewrite the character of Artemis Gordon to fit George Clooney, he just stepped down from the project. Wow. And so he did nothing else in that year or what? I'm sure he did plenty of things in 97, 98. That's interesting. But it's not like he really missed the opportunity of a lifetime because Wild Wild West did not do that well. Well, you know, a lot of things happened. A lot of people, um, I also heard that when people saw the test screening of Wild Wild West, they were booing and screaming so loud that Will Smith and the director had to come out and calm down the audience. Jeez, and tell that them bad. That, and tell them that, sorry, we ran the wrong film. We were supposed to show you guys The Matrix. <laughs> what? That's a story that I heard. I don't know if that's true. Oh, that's fucking funny. Um... I, one of my uh, favorite parts, because this movie is so bonkers, like I said, I love their back and forth. My favorite back and forth was when they're on the train and they had just brought in Salma Hayek, who is in this film, mm-hmm. and she needed some pajamas because she didn't have any yes. PJs. And so Will Smith says, yeah, I got something comfy for you. He's like, and, it won't. Oh, go ahead. And gives her like a onesie with a butt flap. Well, because he's like, uh, she asks Gordon at first. and He's like, oh, I could whip something up for you right away. And Jim West is like, I got something for you. And the best part is it won't explode when you wear it. And she's like, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. I'll take that. Oh my gosh, yeah. I, th- I thought it was um, hilarious how they kind of fought over her. Very adorable. Yeah, I, I will Selma say- Selma Hayek looked really good in this film. Yeah, I mean, she was very, very young. Uh, right off, I think she had just maybe done uh, El Mariachi. I think maybe it was Desperado was the one that she was in. Oh, probably. Uh, I think that was her first movie. Mm-hmm. She was a rising star at this point. Oh, she was sh- rocketing up. Oh, Well, remember sure. when she was in, is it Clerks? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I think it's or uh, I think it's clear that Kevin. She's in a Kevin Smith film, and even he talks about uh, Kevin Smith is going to come up again later on in the episode. Really? Um, Kevin Smith um, did a movie, and Salma Hayek was like, "Oh yeah, I'm go- I got to go to flip Mexico and film this movie with Antonio Banderas and all them." And they're all like, uh, "Yeah, you're going to be a big star." Like they all knew. They they're all like, knew. "We're lucky we got you for this film because you're about to be." And look at the movies that she ended up doing afterwards. She, she did, was just like, at the Greta, bro. Yeah, she's still very prominent in Hollywood. Killing it. Yeah. Um, I I I I loved this movie so much. Yes, I, we've talked about this so many times in past episodes, and that saying that we were gonna do it. And hey, dude, we're finally, finally doing it. it. I, as I saw this, uh, I the first thing I was thinking was. I kind of want to play Red Dead Redemption right now. I want to be a cowboy. Well, we know that my horse's name is Sarah Jessica Parker. My character's name in Red Dead is Jim Jim West. West. And I remember when I first told you that, you were like, that's such a plain name. I'm like, it's the name from Wild Wild West. Which makes it even funnier, dude. (laughs) Yeah, my character is Jim. And he... I have an outfit where he's in all black and he has glasses and he like, but he's my character's not black. I will say black. that Will Smith looked dope as fuck Great. with a tilted cowboy. cowboy hat. Oh man, those small glasses. Yeah, that's Everybody what I remember. Looked- Great in this film. Yes. Um, the costume designer, the set designer. Job. The well, the, they spent enough money for all of this, for all the CGI, all the special effects for that time. You know period? who did the special effects for this film? Who? Industrial Light Magic. So the same people who did Star Wars, the same people who did Casper, the same people who did Back to the Future. Which George makes Lucas's sense, team. dude. Yeah. I mean, it looks really... There is So there are two things that I really like about this film. They're back and forth Hemi. and also how it looked. The mechanical spider that shows up in the second half, mm-hmm. half of the film there. looked really good. I want to say this. I always kind of get frustrated when evil villains have a big plan to like take over the world uh, or to like break, break apart America or whatever. Yeah. And it's like... 
uh, and they build these great fantastical weapons and it's like oh you could like just sell those weapons and be just as powerful and rich and and, and famous uh-huh. like you don't have to actually be in the vehicle like you don't have legs you don't yeah. have to do this uh, I, I think he could have made far more money selling his tanks and that giant mechanical spider 100%. to other countries yeah. because in this world apparently France is upset about the Louisiana purchase yeah they, they uh, did not though, like that uh, yeah that's silly um, and I liked when he pulls down his map of how he's going to recut up America yeah. he even has some land for like the Native Americans but like not all of the land goes back to the Native Americans no dude <laughs> you can see in the room like Spain is pretty happy because they get like the all of California bottom, back yeah mm-hmm. yeah Mexico gets like all of California New Mexico and Texas and it's kind of funny he's like the United States divided for all of you. I think that's actually a crazy like plot because you know if you're doing a period piece movie and you need a grand villain, a James Bond-esque villain, yeah. what's he going to be trying to do? Break up the union, bro. Like that's yeah. I think that is a really smart part of this movie. Uh it's really clever. Mm-hmm. Um I think the guy that played Dr. Loveless was very good. Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, he's fucking I don't know what else he's from. Oh my god. What Kenneth else is he, from? In, he is a Shakespearean actor. He's the guy who directed the first Thor. He was also one of uh, Thor's friends. Really? He's in multiple he's in um Othello, he's in Shakespeare in Love. He's in like anytime you see Shakespeare, that's Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh does so much, bro. You know him without even really knowing. He's, I'm sure. He's Huge. Maybe I just didn't recognize him because he looked so different in this film. Well, oh, he for sure looks way different. Yeah, because I saw a picture he's of him. Blonde. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's he's. I think he's he's a natural blonde. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he, he's a Shakespearean actor who like anytime they make a Shakespeare movie, Kenneth Branagh is either the director. He directed and was in Midsummer's Night's Dream. Like Jesus, he, he does. He's the. Good for him, and for him to switch it up completely and do a film like this. Well, I think when they proposed this film. It made sense, dude, because yeah. it was such a popular franchise in the earlier decades, right? That it should have been a promised I think film. attaching it to Will Smith, making the song out of it, doing all the things. I mean, it all makes sense. All the toys, the merchandise. I, I don't get... I mean, I kind of can see why people don't like this yeah. movie. But but I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Like, mm-hmm. I cannot find a fault in this film but also it's like a, it's a racist, big part of the, your that part yeah is a fault that's pretty to, uh, okay real quick the, to, yeah, to get ahead. back to that when they do end up um essentially lynching uh will smith dude they take him outside with the rope and everything and then he's out there like trying to defend play. himself this is one of my favorite lines what is he goes um because he, he gets taken, he's about to get lynched because he slaps on this white chick's boobs because he, <laughs> he, he thinks it's Artemis Gordon in, in costume, but it's actually a real woman. Uh-huh. And uh, he slaps on her titties and everyone's like, oh, and it's a big you know criminal offense or whatever. Yes. And so they take him outside and he's like, guys, look, all I'm saying is where I'm from, my homeland, and someone yells out, Georgia? He's like, no, Africa. <laughs> so at the same time that they're being mega racist, they're also not being racist. Because like, oh, he's probably from Georgia. He he probably is from Georgia. Like, yeah, you know, that I mean? makes sense. Like, but he meant his like <laughs> actual homeland, Africa. And like, I that, that is one of my favorite lines. Again, where the whale, 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 they're being racist. <laughs> oh my gosh, you just became southern <laughs> from talking about this movie. They're also being really. Cool. And I like how he bra- he tries to justify his innocence by Same. Yeah, I called you a redneck, but it's like, let me break, break down. down the word redneck. Red. That is the Strong. color of power. Passion. It's power. Fire. Yeah. Passion. <laughs> power. Like, neck. Mm. Neck. I don't I don't really have anything, have anything but neck. For neck. But red, you still got red though. Y'all still got red. Will Smith is Firing on all cylinders in this movie. Oh my gosh. This is is why he's famous. Will Smith in 99 is... This is why he's famous, bro. Yes, dude. Although, I wish this Will Smith was the young Gemini man. 
Oh, really? Yeah, instead of them doing like super young Will Smith, like teenager, I wish it was a bit older, like mid 20s. Yeah, that makes a little more sense. I could see that. I'm could... never going to let Gemini Man drop. Every time we bring up Will Smith, I'm going to be comparing Dude, that character to fighting Gemini Man. Will Smith will constantly be a staple of ICBTB. So let's ask who What's would up? win in a fight? Jim West or older Gemini Man? Older Gemini Man, for really? sure. Yeah, dude. Yes. Uh, I also want to say my uh, Red Dead Redemption character's guns look like Jim West's. Black what? with the silver tumbler. And you did the... that purposefully? You really yes. went into detail because when designing this I character. I love this movie. Fuck yeah. Do you still have those glasses that you got from Burger King? Oh, no Because that way, would be bro. dope. You should wear that. We, my brother had Jim's and I had Artemis Gordon's. Oh, that would be Yeah, dude. Nice. I remember the toys. And I remember also kicking myself because right after, I think when Men in Black 2 came out, mm -hmm. they had a line of toys at Burger King as well. And they had a Neuralizer. What? And I wanted that so bad. Oh my there was gosh. me and my brother even saw one of the neuralizer in like KB Toys one time, mm -hmm. and we didn't, KB Toys. Yeah, what a throwback, throwback dude. Uh, we didn't buy it, but ever since then we've seen it on eBay a couple of times. But we're like, that's such a cool toy. Like I wish I would have bought the neuralizer because that was because Jim Jim West and uh, Agent J. Yes. Hmm. Can you imagine walking around with a neuralizer and I just a real miss one? being a kid? Not a real one. Oh, That'd be fucked uh, up. Like oh, I don't like what. Uh, what happened here? I'm just going to make you guys forget <laughs> everything you saw. That's a powerful tool, dude. I do like, um, not to get too far out of this movie, but in Men in Black 3, when someone's finally like, uh, hey, is this going to give us cancer or something? <laughs> yeah, they're pointing out the unusual. like, uh, And that's hilarious. Um, but back to Wild Wild West. Yes. I, I mentioned earlier that this franchise was heavily influenced by a different franchise. Yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, without the Superman franchise, this movie would not have become a thing. Can you break that down? Because I'm on. I don't know. Excellent. I would love to. Are you familiar with a gentleman by the name of Kevin Smith? I am familiar with Kevin Smith. Cool. What about a gentleman by the name of John Peters? I don't know who that is. Oh, I would, wouldn't expect you. He was uh, Barbara Streisand's hairdresser. Wow, that's very random. Yeah. Then he became an executive movie producer. That's a big jump. <laughs> and produced a lot of movies that you've definitely seen. Really? In '95 or four, okay, he bought the rights of Superman from Warner Brothers, and he owned Superman outright. That's a big purchase. And he decided that he was going to make a Superman film, um, but not like any other Superman film you've ever seen. He wasn't going to wear tights, and he wasn't going to fly, uh, and he was going to bring this hot new writer in to write the script, Kevin Smith. So he hires Kevin Smith. He has him write a script, and he tells him this: Look, three things we need to have in this movie. Okay, no flights, no tights, and Superman has to fight a spider at the end of the movie. What? And Kevin Smith goes, same reaction. What? And he goes, yes. I just watched a documentary on spiders. They're the most vicious hunters in the world. I think it would be interesting to have Superman fight a spider in the third act. Kevin Smith is instantly thinking about how bad that's going to be for test audience, how it's not going to make sense. There's no spider in like Superman lore, not to mention you're taking Superman out of his suit and his flying. It just doesn't make sense. But Kevin Smith writes a script, takes the script back to him. He Loves the script. Changes a couple things. He hires Tim Burton on to direct the movie. Oh Tim Burton gosh. fires Kevin Smith. Tim oh. Burton rewrites the script. Tim Burton hires Nicolas Cage to be Superman. Tim Burton recreates an entire world that's supposed to lead uh, directly into the Michael Keaton Batman. There was going to be a shared universe. They even wrote a spinoff movie, Steel, starring Shaq. They had everything <laughs> set up for the oh Superman film. Gosh. They even have photos of Nicolas Cage in the Superman suit that he was going to wear. I highly suggest you look them up. Did you it's like bonkers. how he looked like? Nope. Because I can't even imagine Nicolas Cage being Superman. He took a weird uh, stance with long hair, like, when, like with the return of Superman, which I thought was an interesting thing. But one part of the Superman film was he was going to die and have to go to like a resurrection chamber. And like 30 minutes of the film was going to have no Superman at all. Uh, there is a great movie called The... 
Death of Superman Lives. Uh, it talks about all of this. But that movie fell through. Everybody dropped out. Did you say the death of Superman the, lives? Yes, because the name of the movie was supposed to be Superman that Lives. That sounds like broken English, yeah. dude. What well, is the death of Superman? Uh-huh. And then they mash it together with Superman Lives. I don't so like that. So this is the death of... <laughs> because it, this is what it is. It's the death of Superman, Superman Lives. I get it now. <laughs> but if you were to just like see that in theaters like as a trailer, be like... What? Who the fuck edited this? <laughs> what? This is broken English. What? <laughs> hey! The fuck does that say? So this movie falls through, and uh, John Peters attaches himself to another movie that he executive produces. Okay. Wild Wild West. Man. Now, he doesn't get Superman. He what a get journey. Flights, but you know what he does get? A spider. A giant spider in the third act. That's why, because the spider felt very S- forced. Like, what the fuck? As, as like, You know how I am about spiders. Yes. That was my least favorite part about this movie. Still my favorite movie ever as a kid. Really? Even this spider freaks you out? It's the a big mechanical, mechanical spider. The one was cool. The ones on the cake were not. Oh, that one freaked you out, because you I love cake. I always close my eyes at that scene. Are always you, close my eyes at that Are you freaked scene. out now? Every single time you see a cake, you're like, turn it around. Well, if it's a cake shaped up. like uh, Capitol Hill. Also, wait, real quick. I, yes. Since we're talking about Washington, D.C., they spend a little bit of time in the White House. Yeah. I love that 1860s White House has a war room attached to it. Like, yeah, dude. Like Cold War style White House. Uh huh. I like how much research they did for this to keep it historically accurate. You mean lack of research? <laughs> That's my favorite part, is it's the like, lack of research. I think they researched the 1950s spy genres. Uh-huh. And then they're like, this is the same thing, right? Yes. Um, the only movie that I think got the West worse. Uh, anachronistically what's up jonah hex do oh with um fucking megan fox and josh brolin that's right maybe we could do that one i'd love to i love cowboy films i love megan fox um she's a staple in our movies she is well not necessarily a staple she's only appeared in once yeah jen's bod uh so that was my little tidbit of, of fun information about how this movie <laughs> little tidbit was was almost a Superman film. I thoroughly enjoyed that because that, that was quite a journey. I get a super kick out of the fact that the guy was like has to have a spider in it, and then finally the movie falls through, and he's like, I can just imagine this guy John Peters when Superman fell through, and he's like, I gotta get this spider on film. We need spiders. Spiders are vicious. I think even Kevin Smith had like fixed it so that it was uh, like uh, a starfish. There was an uh, episode in the Justice League. <laughs> what? Yeah, there's a, that. remember that starfish that like attaches itself to the Justice League members yeah. and can like take over their brain? Yeah. That's how he justified the spider. It was one of those things. Oh. Uh, but can... even then, even C- Kevin Smith talking about it was like, it was bad. It was a bad stretch. Like, Anyone who's a Superman fan would have read this and been like, what the fuck is this? This like, is pretty fucking bonkers, dude. I don't know any if anyone would be on board for that. They very much forced it into this film with like those metal frisbees that uh, were flying toward That their... was cool. Yeah, but there was didn't a huge need to have spider, a spider on it. On it. Yeah, didn't a need Spider-Man-esque to... spider. Yeah, it's, uh, it was quite silly. But I was still for it. This movie... One of my favorite lines, I will say, going back to Salma Hayek's butt (laughs) with the butt flap in the onesie that she was wearing. As she walks away, all that's on Kevin Klein's mind is her ass. Yeah. That he, for such an intelligent man, he is messing up his words and phrases. (laughs) He says, like, I like her. She's a breath of fresh ass. And (laughs) Will Smith's like, huh? Yeah. And what did you just say? Did you just say ass? No, she's a breast of fresh air. Did you say breast? All right, and then Will Smith is like, whatever, we got to go get some food. We got to get some shut ass. <laughs> That's say my, shut he ass. says shut ass, dude. I, Will Smith is the coolest man ever. He's super cool, dude. He's the coolest looking cowboy there is. If I were to dress um, up as a cowboy, I don't think I could look cooler. Who do you think is a cooler looking cowboy? Daniel Craig's cowboy in Cowboys and Aliens. 
Oh. Is a pretty badass looking cowboy. Yeah. For being yeah. a Brit, he makes a good looking cowboy. You know what it is that makes cowboys look cool? They roll up jaw the lines. sleeves quarter quarter up. Jaw lines is well, I mean, but that makes anyone look cool. Like jawline is nice. I, I think Will Smith has a fairly softer jawline. That's why he has facial hair. When I first lost weight, I was fucking ecstatic when I yeah. saw a jawline. Yeah, you know, I have this kind of roundish peanut shaped head. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I think I need facial hair, but I can't fucking grow it do you ever think you would go to uh, a further extent to get facial hair like start uh, using biotin or like putting rogaine on your cheeks or something like i don't that? think that's that that would work mm-hmm. um but i know there are like oils i can rub on my follicles mm-hmm. uh, because like i grow hair on my face it's just not thick or uh in uh, a patch <laughs> would you ever grow um if you could, how would your beard be? Or would you have a stash? You ever see pictures of my dad in the seventies? Mm-hmm. No, that, I've never. Oh, I'd want that beard because my dad had really good facial hair. Which really? I don't know why the fuck me and Matt don't have facial hair because my dad's a hairy man. Is your dad still rocking a mustache? No, he shaved it. When did he? A couple shave years it? ago. Damn, I can't even remember. That's uh, crazy. You know, I, you know what's funny is I don't remember exactly when he shaved it, but there is one photo of when he was helping me move uh, into my apartment in Tustin. Yes. Where he has his mustache, and then the next photo, and then and then when I came back to visit, I don't think he had a mustache. He shaved mm-hmm. it because it was. Getting too white. Getting too white? Mm-hmm. Dude, when your hair starts turning gray, are you going to do something about it? Because I kind of want to just keep it going. I want to be a pepper. silver fox, boy. Well, hey, I don't want to be the bear of bad news, Christian. What? I don't know if you'll get to be a silver fox. Why? I think you're going to have to go with the shaved gross crop by the time you're 35. No, yeah, what? You're going to do the Joe Rogan at 35, I'm bro. not going to do the Joe Rogan at I think 35. You'd look good, I think you'd look good bald. No, I don't want to be bald. I'm going to look like Buddha. No, dude, you'll look like, you'll look like Joe Rogan or at the worst... Tom Holland's friend from Spider-Man. I don't like that, <laughs> no, dude, I, man. I, I think you have a good shaped head. Honestly, I think if your hair You've went- You've never seen me bald. You don't know I the shape if, of my I head. I think if your hair went, I think you could pull it off. Honestly, I really think you could. Um, I, on the other hand, have hair on my head that will never go away. Like my hair, I, based on my grandfather- Your grandfather hair, and your father's hair, it's very telling of what your hair is going to be. Well, usually your, your mother's father's hair. Yeah, yeah. My mother's father's hair was- receding it was kind of like in the middle man maybe i'll do something about that i think if it comes down to that. hey man i think you'd look good bald i don't want to do it i don't want to like it. shaved like if you here's the thing though what if if you go bald that looks bad but if you make the decision to, to cut your hair off? that looks oh, yeah. so much better yeah because so if that happens mm-hmm. i think you should you should make the decision to knocking on yeah, wood yeah knocking on i wood. like hair um uh, but i think i think you i think you shouldn't be afraid to, to rock the bald because I think you could look it like like Otis I think Otis could rock bald look oh at yeah that. for sure oh yeah 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 it's probably because he's fat no Otis is a strong man you take that back I do he is very strong let's get back to this movie about strong men about strong men who okay I do this all the time who do you think you are between I'm Kevin Jim Klein West and, bro yeah, I'm Jim fucking West for sure because I'm Kevin Klein for show. Sure. Um, I'm Gordon so did, did Artemis make that train I believe so or okay so I wish we could have seen when he like pulls the lever and all those guns come out beforehand. I guess we kind of do. Yeah. When he loads up, but like, what's really cool is when he does it and it's empty. I think I think that's kind of a cool little trope. Yeah. He's yeah. like, oh man, like look at all these guns we could have had. Kevin Klein was a man of many talents. That guy could. He was a uh, a, a master and chef. A hypocrite, bro. And a, he's like, so? I don't like guns, and then makes multiple guns. Does he make mul- he, tiny guns that he had? They're like can, last I, resort he, guns. He makes at least three guns. Okay, name and them. bombs. He makes multiple he bombs. He does. So because he's like, he's like, I don't like quick death. I want to obliterate bodies. He's like, I want to make sure they can't have a funeral. That's what he's saying. Damn, dude. Yeah. Let he me ask you. Want would you any rather, evidence? If you were a deer, would you rather get shot in the head and die instantly, or blown up by a grenade? 
I don't know what... I wonder how it would feel to be blown up by a grenade. Well, I bet you it would feel the same as getting shot in the head because you would die instantly. It's pretty instantaneous, dude. Yeah. But here's the thing. Can't use that deer meat when you throw a grenade. That's true. You can't have an open casket viewing or funeral if you've been obliterated by a grenade. So Artemis Gordon is a serial killer <laughs> no dude he's oh. such a nice guy he was a romantic what was pissing me off is that why was jim west getting all the girls and C- gordon was not getting any poon bro it's the same reason okay it's and not that this is because you're in a relationship uh, but it, be, it would be the same reason why i if we were to go out single guys dogs on the town uh-huh. it's the same it's the same reason why and here's the thing when girls are confronted with two things, yes. good and bad, yes. if it's just for a night, they want to have fun and go with the bad. Gotcha. If they think it's going to last forever and they got introduced to mom and dad, that's when they're going to go with somebody like you. When they think they're just here for having fun I'm and fine with laugh, that answer. then they're cool with people I'm like fine with me, that answer. bro. I really, I think I'm very oblivious to like when women flirt with me, especially since I've been in a relationship <laughs> for six years, because Melissa will tell me like, she that was girl flirting. was flirting oh, with for you. sure. Yeah, I know you're oblivious And to I was it. just like, I was just buying popcorn. What do you mean? I've you, seen it, dude. I've seen me and Melissa have seen it together, and we've really? both been like, "Damn!" And like you are, and the and the, I think that's the funniest part about like knowing you as well is like you are truly just like, okay, thanks. Like you're thanks, just bye. so nice about it. But she um, thinks that I'm being flirtatious back. Well, that's am a, I just being that, no, friendly? That, that, I as knowing you, I know that's just you being you. Yes, it would be different if like. Do you remember last time we went to Cold Stone Creamery? Yes. And it was me, you, and Otis. And I was like, I want to go get an ice cream. So we went to go get an ice cream. And there was this cute girl working behind the counter. Uh And I didn't, and I was like, I don't even remember, but like, I was just being a little bit more chatty than I like, <laughs> yeah, it was dude. really busy it was super busy but I was like taking the time to like talk to her and like ask her how her day and like and then like when we went to pay I made a joke right I paid by card or whatever and she's like do you want her seat and I was like no I trust you and I was like if not I'll, I'll come back and find you or something and like yeah. and she like I, I was like yeah, arguably very smooth I'm not like explaining it very well and but, like, I hate blowing up your head dude <laughs> because you become douchey about it but I was on the sidelines just trying to get you this ice cream with you yeah and I was like trying not to smile because I was like it was pretty impressive. This shit's working on this girl because she was laughing. You can tell she doesn't like working at the Cold nope. Stone um, ice cream parlor in Vallejo. It was um, hella busy, bro. Yeah, dude. Two people ahead, three people behind, I think. Mm-hmm. And so you were the only person saying, like, no, I trust you. I don't need a receipt. Yeah, and I was like talking like to him, like, well, what, what do you? I think I even was like, uh, man, I don't even know. What, what do you put in here? And she was like, oh, I'd put this. And, you know, it's that opinionated question. I can yeah, break dude. that down later, guys. Um, <laughs> you should have your own podcast of, like, uh, how to teach people how to how to date. Rules of the game, 2020. 2020, Alejandro style. Um, yeah, because that book would mean nothing now. It's all about calling and letters and shit. <laughs> yeah, it's... It um, didn't age well. Definitely aged. Um, um, but Wild Wild West also didn't age well. I, I take it back. I think, no, aside from the racist, disabled, quid yeah. quid. That was a weird exchange. Funny, but weird. Like I said before, though, I did appreciate that it was historically accurate in the sense that they did keep a little bit of the racism in (laughs) instead of like disregarding it at all. They showed how bad it was, dude. Kind of. Because it was cool to see. But but here's what I, not to interrupt you, but they they almost trivialized racism in the South. Yeah. They almost made it like a joke so that you could be like, see, it wasn't that bad. I think what I liked about it is that they would um, be... They would be racist toward Will Smith, and then he would kick their ass, and they'll be like, "Yeah, fuck you." That is what you want to see, like in yes. Django, when when they keep calling Django the N word, mm-hmm. and then he turns around and kills everybody. Like redemption, that's, dude. That's, that's what I want to see. I'm all about that redemption. Will Smith also turned down the role of Django. Yes, I did hear about that yeah, because he had done Wild West, and he doesn't want to do another West. Do you think he would have been great as Django, as opposed to Jamie Fox? 
I think Jimmy Fox did a great job. Phenomenal. I'm not taking anything away from him. Mm-hmm. But I, like I've said, Will Smith makes the most of every movie he's yes. in. Sidebar about Jamie Foxx. I do have a friend who is in the music industry, and he said he went to this um, this networking party where Jamie Foxx was there, oh, and shit. the DJ was just like playing some slappers, and it was a good time. And then Jamie Foxx has so much power in the industry that he told the DJ mid-song, yo, 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 stop, stop, stop right here. And then he got the crowd's attention, and he walked over to a piano. And just started playing <laughs> He played for like 10 minutes. Just played and sang for 10 minutes. And then, like, it's pretty cocky. Um, but if he wasn't as good, it'd be worse. But he's a talented musician. I love Jamie Foxx. I, I, I think the best part about Jamie Foxx is that uh, that's not his real name. Yeah, you, you brought it up before. Eric Bishop? Eric Marlon Bishop. That's bro. what it was. Jamie Foxx with two X's is classier, doper. Well, and have I? You know why he picked Jamie? Um, yeah, because uh, it was during when he was trying to be a stand-up comedian. Yeah, he'd go to open mics, and and women usually got picked because there were so few of them. So he would put Jamie, and they'd Fox. be like, "Okay, let's bring yeah, up Jamie." Jamie. And yeah, then yeah. he'd well, go up there and they'd be like, "All right, whatever." I do like that fun fact. Um, this movie is there a particular favorite moment of this movie that you have because you've seen this numerous amounts so of many times. times. Do you have one moment that really sticks out to you? One that you loved as a kid and even watching it now as like a 26-year-old that you love as, still? As bad as it sounds, the whole party in Louisiana. It, even the racism part, but like the scene where he's in the office and the portraits come alive to Dude. kill him. Real quick. So he's in an office like getting information from Loveless and then all of the portraits turn into living like um, bodyguards. Yes. The forethought to have your office be... Like kitted out with seven how much armed bodyguards living in paintings. Yeah. Because he just had a whole meeting in there with Blood Blath McGrath and uh-huh. nobody moved. No one, dude. So, so these guys are just sitting in this office twenty four seven waiting for something. I want to see the improv scene where they are just chilling when what? nothing's happening in that room. I would love to see like when they think nobody's in the house, so they're all sitting around like playing cards and smoking, and all of a sudden like someone comes in and they're like, Okay, oh, fuck. positions they're, like, putting everything away, like get in the photo, get in the photo. And then they just stand still. Gosh, yeah. how much power does Loveless have to have seven real men just stand in paintings? Seven <laughs> real men. Dude, yeah, just standing guard for, for that room. I like the uh, the Chinese mistress that Loveless has. East meets West. East meets West. And well, you see her whole butt. You see, you see, really. You see everything except for her butthole. Like pretty much, right? That was the thinnest thong that I'd ever seen. Because she goes to sit on the desk, and so she flaps her skirt up, and she sits. You straight up see her entire butt. Yeah, dude. It's crazy that this movie was PG thirteen. Once again, this was geared toward kids. They definitely paid off the MBAA, bro. Part of that hundred seventy million went to paying off because, like, it's clearly not an R because they don't swear very much. Mm -hmm. But there is some strong sexual content in this. I was looking at why it was rated PG thirteen. You know, like it says violence, crude humor, sexual innuendos. Yeah, it doesn't even say sexual references it says sex references dude yeah sex references meaning butts butts dude full butts and boobs a lot of corsets a lot of push-up bras a lot of and i'm not complaining at all not at all these are just observations because we are reviewing this movie kevin klein's cleavage was great Mm -hmm. salma hayek's cleavage was great is one better than the others probably salma hayek's dude who am i to judge who am i to judge we see salma hayek's like Half butt, like that is legit her butt. You see, like the first three inches of her crack. Yeah, usually it's not at that point. It's not even crack, dude. It travels further down than the crack. You know how much you have to pay to see three inches of crack from Salma Hayek's crack? A lot of fucking money. First of all, what blows my mind is that this is a movie that can make uh, toys for Burger King and show hella ass <laughs> in the movie. The combination of ass and toys. Not just that, but have an entire scene where two men are feeling each other's fake breasts. <laughs> 
And one of them responds with, ooh, I'm hard now. Because <laughs> he has like hard tits filled with grain. Bush, bush weed. But, yeah. He's like, oh, you've mushed the bush weed all around. Oh, that's funny, dude. Oh, buddy, do you have a BPOS? It's going to go to uh, Dr. Loveless, man. Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, man, man. I think he did a fantastic about. job. Yeah. Look, I'm to look up real quick. You talk about him. I'm going to look up a couple of things that he's in because it's going to blow your mind. I think the way that he took over that character was so good. He was funny. He was convincing. You can tell that he he did some work for that character, especially when he was in the auditorium trying to picture the whole division of the United States to all of the different countries. I think he did a fantastic job. You ready for this? I am ready. He was um, in the Murder on the Orient Express. He was the oh. director of Thor and in Thor. He was uh, in Hamlet. He was uh, Death on the Nile. He played Henry V. He was in Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Nice. He also was in Harry Potter 2, uh, The Chamber of Secrets. He plays the the teacher, the dark arts teacher. Oh, okay. Yeah, writer, yeah, I'm familiar. The one that everybody hates. Uh, he was in Jack Ryan, Cinderella, Much Ado About Nothing, All is True. He was in The Road to El Dorado. He played the blonde guy. He did the voice for the blonde guy. He was in Valkyrie. He was in Othello, Pirate Radio, Marilyn. He's in so much, dude. And those aren't just like throwaway movies. A lot of those are successful, well-known films. Is he an Academy Award winner? I wouldn't be surprised, dude. I tell you what, he is knighted. He is Sir Kenneth Branagh. I would love to be knighted, dude. Well, you're not a British citizen, so... I know, it wouldn't work, but just the hypothetical thought of it. You know how, like, people... Um, people see like uh, someone that they're attracted to and they like kind of envision like what would your last name sound like with my last name right i always like to envision myself like sir christian baltazar that's a nice role <laughs> say yours 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 isn't wouldn't be as nice i'm gonna be don alejandro oh you changed the fucking language what? dude because my first name's spanish bro i can't have sir <laughs> i get it but we're talking about like a british knighting well then it'd be sir alejandro which sounds retarded that's exactly what i was saying but man. don alejandro that sounds dope Sir that's Christian fuck. sounds good. Don Alejandro sounds dope. Don Cristiano. Ooh. That's sexy, pick dude. Pick a fucking language, bitch. Hey. <laughs> fuck, dude. Are you going to say ooh and compliment that and then- <laughs> And then follow it up with that? God damn it, dude. My B-Poss yeah, is John Peters, bro. We wouldn't have this fantastic movie without this crazy hairdresser, bro. Wow. What a jump to just go from He being was like a straight up Barbara Streisand's hairdresser for um, uh, Star, uh, Star is Born. Uh-huh. Maybe this is what we should be doing to get up in the anything. the ranks of Hollywood. Honestly, dude, I think that's what it means. Just do anything. Dude. And if you talk a big enough game and... and Well, that's exactly the point of interns. You know, people interning at like movie studios. You're, you're going to start off getting coffee mm. for like I all the big wigs. I thought the, the point of wigs. interns was to have a free slave that you didn't have to pay and they got rid of you every couple of months. Ah, oh, man, that's kind of fucked up. But if you're good enough of being an intern and you, and you meet the right people and you talk the right talk, you, you rise in the ranks. And I'm curious, how many interns actually work at the place that they intern at? How many interns actually work at the place? Oh, like ended up working at yeah, the place? Yeah, because I know a lot of people who were interns and hated that fucking place. Uh, or did it know. just because they had to? Or did it because they needed to? I think interns are, are treated like human slaves. And I think that's something we should look at in corporate America's capitalistic, disgusting system mm -hmm. that is vehemently disgusting to me. I would like to say, let's pay everybody. Let's pay I like that. universal income, guys. If you're going to be an intern... Only accept a paid internship because these unpaid internships, fuck that, dude. If you're working for Goldman Sachs as an intern, they should at least be covering your medical costs. Because they got so much money, dude. That they just literally steal from us. Yeah, what the fuck? Ugh. If you're going to steal money from us, please give it to someone that needs the money more than you rich assholes.
No, don't steal my money. But, and also, no, don't, don't steal, my, steal money. my money. Yeah, please don't. Taxation is theft, guys. If Yeah, what's going on with my tax money? The, the streets of San Francisco are still dirty as fuck. I don't pay taxes in San Francisco. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, <laughs> in general, let's, let's talk about, like, uh, come on, the roads are still fucked up sure. around here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want to talk about taxes. Taxes piss, piss me off. Well, here's my thing about taxes. What? If I can, just to piss you off a little bit more. Go ahead. Um, they almost all go to paying our senators and our uh, congressmen. Most of our tax money, most of the stuff that you think the money goes to paying cops and police officers and firefighters and shit like that, uh-huh. that's all That's all comes from different places. They Mother just literally fuck. take our money out of our pocket and put it in theirs. God damn God it. bless America. God bless America. Thank Guys, you. you can follow me at call underscore me Jesus, where I talk almost nothing about politics on my social media. Uh, you guys can follow me at Christian Has Asthma, where I talk nothing about having asthma. Uh, and you can follow the podcast at ICBTB Podcast, where we talk exclusively about... About, about this podcast. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> about asthma and politics. Specifically politicians that have, have asthma. asthma. Number one, Maxine Waters. Number, <laughs> Number two, two, Bernie Sanders. Number three, Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> Number four, Donald Trump probably has asthma. I could imagine that. I don't that. think he works out enough to do it. No, I don't think he works out at all. Well, he golfs a lot. Does he? That doesn't count as working out. You're twisting your torso every now and then. Yeah, and he does ride the cart. Yeah, he rides the cart, dude. The fuck! I uh, bet you the way he gets down hills, he doesn't want to like use any thigh or calf strength to get downhill. It's so like just in, in, let his body collapse and he'll roll down. It's like in James Bond when he's playing golf against uh, Goldfinger, and then they're like, uh, <laughs> "Oh, I've lost the ball!" And then suddenly it's like on the green. He's like, oh, "I guess I'll just play this one." It's like, okay, that's not how you do it, you lazy shit. I really had a good time talking about this film. I hope you had a good time as well, Christian. Fantastic because, job. Uh, Oh, you did a good job as well. Yeah, yeah. You think people will listen to this? I really hope so. Thanks, baddies, for listening to us. Hey, thank you, baddies. Uh, we're going to have merchandise coming out soon, so let us know what kind of things you would like to buy from us, like panties or pantyhose or mm-hmm. uh, like sex toys. We're going to be making a whole bunch of line of sex toys, uh, some shaped like animals, some shaped like aliens. You know, it's different yeah. things. Uh, we're just going to try and get into ingratiate ourselves into every market. Yeah. Um, uh, we're going to be coming out with a prosthetic dildy with my face what? on it. <laughs> A prosthetic what? Dildy. And where does this prosthesis go? <laughs> where does it go? Yeah, where do you wear it? On your hands? <laughs> Fuck, dude. You do can... people wear it if they don't? Could There's a lot of could Velcro Dr. Loveless on it. He could use, use it? it, for sure, man. Hey, listen. For you people that don't have working reproductive organs, you could purchase an ICBTB prosthetic dildy with either my face on it or Alejandro's face on it dildy? for your pleasuring uh, needs. needs. Hey. You want it? We got it. Dildies all day long, bro. Yeah. Love you, mom. Bye. See ya. Love you, mom. Bye.